Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you so much for joining me on another one of these great episodes. Today, we will continue our talk of, on our uh, Heavenly Mother. Uh, President Nelson has declared the Mormon Church as the Church of Jesus Christ. Now, that statement carries a lot of weight. And as a result, we need to understand what is the church or what was the church if there was a church of Jesus Christ. And today we will explore that. Thank you for joining me and let's go. Okay, so let's continue. Um, President Nelson has said that we should take upon ourselves the name of Jesus Christ. Now, what is Jesus Christ? Because there have been many Jesus Christs. Even to this day, the new one, I believe, has been created. First, there was the real Jesus Christ, the Jewish man from Jerusalem, from Nazareth. That was Jesus. His development as Jesus became into a Christ. And there's a lot of literature about Jesus. Then there was Constantine, the Jesus Christ. Then there was the Merovingian, Clovis II, Jesus Christ. And I believe today now we have Trump, the Jesus Christ. There are many people that somehow deified him as some type of Messiah or Savior. Now, I would like to speak about the real Jesus Christ, the, the Nazareth Jesus Christ, the son of Mary, the one that when inspire all of the Gospels that we have not only in the New Testament, but in the apocryphal literature and the Gnostic literature. And I will try to talk today a little bit more about the Gnostic literature. Because as I said in the last episode, uh, Jesus speaks a lot about uh, our Heavenly Mother. Uh, but not only does he speak a lot about Heavenly Mother, he doesn't really give the church, if you want to call it a church, to Peter. He gives it to Mary. Because it's more of a spiritual practice. His church is more of a spiritual practice, more than an organization that is supposed to supposed to give a tithing to the church. Jesus never asked about tithing. He uh, never asked for buildings to be built or for temples to be built. But he did have a, tradition, a spiritual tradition with Mary. And it seems with the, the with the other uh, apostles, but the other apostles didn't really quite get it. Um, Mary not only was his favorite as a person, but also as an apostle. And as a, as and before we start talking about Jesus and the Heavenly Mother, let's talk a little bit about the tradition of a Heavenly Mother in the Tanakh, meaning the the Old Testament. Uh, when Moses was on on top of of Manzanai. Um, uh, there to see Yahweh on the top of Manzanai, Moses uh, speaks of a host, and the host has a name. Her name is Asherah. Now, this Asherah has been worshipped by the uh, by the Jewish people. That is not as very explicitly explicitly explained in the Bible, but it is explained in other Jewish books. And in fact, the prohibition of worshiping, worshiping the Asherah, the Heavenly Mother, became prohibited. It became prohibited. It became a big problem because people started worshiping more the Asherah than they worshiped Yahweh. There's a you know 
we have there is no explanation for that but if people do it do more one thing than the other is because it's probably more effective than the other uh there's a kabbalistic book called book called the bahir in this book uh there's um, the, 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 there's a savior type, a rescuer type of archetype, which is called the Shekinah. And she has a type of female royal role, which could be considered kind of like a queen. I don't think they quite consider, consider her a heavenly mother, but they, she's definitely considered a type of royal uh, female personage that, 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 that helps people, uh, not only in this life, but in the next. Uh, there are not very descriptions of a heavenly mother in the, in, in the Jewish canon, to be perfectly honest. And this may be as a result of, of the reason and how was the Bible written. The Bible was written as a contract. A lot of the Bible was written as a contract. Uh, if Abraham does certain things, he will get a son. If the people of Israel perform certain things and obey certain laws, they will receive their land. If... Um, Certain people do certain things, they will be uh, liberated. And the boundary between magic and God miracle is uh, a little blurry, to be perfectly honest. And I think men really other, if that's the term, other uh, women who perform certain miracles. As I said in the last episode, uh, women were othering, uh, men, women, uh, Men of the LDS Church were othering women uh, for performing certain healing miracles. Uh, it went probably against their also financial interest. Um, and, you know, this is not new. This is, has, has happened all over the Bible, so I'm not surprised. And there is a very unfair description of women, in my opinion, uh, as far as not only as healers, but also as a, as a cultural preservers. And as and you know, their the life of the Hebrew people, I don't think it would have been possible without without their women, not only by by having children, but culturally, intellectually, morally. I think women played a huge role in the in, in the in the lives of the people of the Bible. Um the women were quite mistreated, and you can kind of see that in the apocryphal gospels and the Gnostic gospels. Peter scolds Mary quite drastically, and Jesus has to come to her defense. Um, this is, you know, this is very clear that Mary gets it, and the other guys don't, and they get really mad, and they use their strength to try to put her down. And this repeated itself probably throughout the whole Bible. It repeats itself uh, since uh, Joseph Fielding Smith prohibited uh, women from, from healing certain people. Uh, and, you know, this, this oppression has been going on for a while. The Holy Roman Empire uh, burned these women. They not only they took away their possessions, but they tortured them and killed them. And they were... Um, they didn't have any rights for many, many, many years. Uh, women were considered property um, up to our times, you know, before they were able to, allow, they were allowed to vote. They were, not allowed, they were not allowed to go to school. There has been a huge oppression against women. And I think that since today, now we have a little bit more of, a, of an egalitarian society 
we owe it to our mothers, to our sisters, to our daughters, to to give them the, the place that 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 they, that they deserve. And okay, so let's go back to to, to to the heavenly mother, because I think this is what it's all about. Um, the heavenly mother is spoken on spoken about in primarily in the Pistis Sophia. The Pistis Sophia is the master book of the Heavenly Mother. Then there's a secret book of John that also speaks about her. Um, there's also the book of Jude kind of it describes what's going on in the um, in, in the Pistis Sophia. And these books, according to Jesus, are the, the secret books of ascension to higher realms of heaven. There are, there are, there in in these books, there's no terrestrial, there's no celestial or celestial kingdoms. Uh, these books uh, describe the ascension uh, based on intelligences and of all creation. There are the the good guys, the eons, and there are the bad guys, the archons. Uh, this ascension is independent of donation to any church or membership to any church or status or wealth, or devotion to any god, much less to a person. This ascension of the soul is attained through knowledge. Uh, the first knowledge that is spoken of, uh, it is the knowledge that we are not our bodies, that we are these souls, spirits, and bodies. Let me explain. Uh, the soul is this, he, this, Jesus describes it as a, kind of like the Egyptian ka, which is kind of like a birth that exists as a very fragile intelligence that is connected to the eons, to the eternal intelligences. Now, this soul is, trans, trans, is, uh, is able to transmit and receive messages from the spirit. And the spirit is basically what animates our bodies. And the spirit also transmutes ideas back and forth from the body. So therefore, the body can affect the spirit and the spirit can affect the soul. This is explained in the in the in the Gospel of Mary Magdalene. I'm not lying to you. <laughs> this is uh, it's just scripture, apocryphal scripture. But you know, if, if you can find any value into it, that's great. If not, you completely disregard me. Uh, the essential of the soul is attained um, by going to these treasuries and through these emanations. Uh, and the, the the explanation of this. Going to these treasuries, it is beyond the uh, the scope of these um, of, of 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 these podcasts. But I will try to explain a little bit about what's going on in the Pista Sophia. The currency, the thing that we need to survive, is light. There are these archons who sometimes try to take away the light from Sophia. They ridicule her. They put her down. They trick her from going from the thirteenth eon onto the lower, into the real, into the into the into the places of chaos. There are multiple areas of existence within these treasuries, within these realms and heavenly realms, or sometimes even infernal realms. There is no heaven or hell. There is just basically different levels of, of, of knowledge. Uh, these ascensions are not called kingdoms or the gifts of glory. They're called, you know, they're, they're treasuries, I guess, if you want to call them. And the Hebrews spoke of many gods with many different names. And according to the Pista Sophia, the, the ultimate God is the creator of the pattern. 
of the patterns. He you know, the rest is like God doesn't really quite create minute things. He just creates the pattern, and the rest is kind of like takes its own, takes life on on on, on its own. And to be perfectly honest, that makes a lot more sense to me as a scientist. Because, you know, if you're God, you just want to create the program. You don't want to have to recreate every little single thing that exists. Especially with the universe being so vast. Uh, this God is a, is a God of, in, of intelligence. And uh, his sovereign rule is over, over knowledge. Not over people or women or, or planets. It's, it is like it is the knowledge and it is the pattern that he is sovereign over. Um, and this is the gospel of, um, of, of Peace de Sophia. We will con I will continue on speaking more about this. This is kind of like the first introduction onto the, the, our Heavenly Mother uh, because Peace de Sophia plays a huge role on our development as, intelli as an intelligence and I, I would like to think in the, in the afterlife and thank you very much and have a great one. Bye-bye.